Hi everybody, this is Ben and this is Ben's Week in Medical School, sharing knowledge about the human body and glimpses into life in medical school. This podcast is for your entertainment and education. I do my best to present accurate information, but this podcast is not professional medical advice. The podcast is a personal project and does not represent the views of my medical school. Welcome back. This is episode 34 and I'm in the middle of week 39 of medical school. I fell a little bit behind over the weekend and couldn't get my thoughts in order in time to record on Sunday. So now it's Wednesday and my motivation has returned and uh, some things are starting to come together for the week. So today I'm going to talk a little bit about the wiring of the brain and how learning those pathways, the way information flows, can help us look for problems when people come into the doctor's office complaining of a of a neurologic problem. I'm also gonna discuss how we approach differential diagnoses, which is like the Sherlock Holmesing of medicine. Um, It's sort of the most performative skill of a non-surgeon. And then lastly, I wanna talk about a podcast that I just started listening to, which was a recommendation I got from a friend. So let's get to it. So as you know, this unit is, that we're studying in medical school right now is called neuroscience or neurology and one of the most comprehensive things that we learn in neuroscience is um, how to find how to locate lesions in the brain or the spinal cord and the idea of a lesion is basically it just means a piece of damage somewhere so it's intentionally vague because the damage could be um, it could be a part of the brain or the spinal cord that's no longer receiving a blood supply and so you have a lesion that is really just means like a dying part of nervous system because of lack of blood supply or it could be um, a point on a nerve that's being compressed maybe because of a broken bone that piece of bone is pressing into a nerve causing a lesion at that point um, the main the main purpose of talking about lesions Um, is that there's a lot of reasons why they can come about in the uh, in the body and like we just mentioned trauma lack of blood supply maybe a tumor is pressing on a nerve or a bundle of nerves and so one of the main goals is to be able to approach someone who's has a lesion somewhere in their nervous system from one of those causes and be able to use the physical exam to kind of pinpoint where that lesion could be or what type of lesion it might be using the history the physical exam and kind of just the theory about how information moves from the brain to the spinal cord to the limbs and then back from the limbs to the spinal cord to different parts of the brain i think that a really good metaphor for understanding the brain and how it how information moves is either a computer or maybe a car engine. And I think maybe the first one I'll try to think about is is a computer. Uh, The brain kind of reminds me of a computer. Computers are actually multiple little, little chips that process their own bits of information. You have a graphics card area, you have an audio part, you have a storage zone, um, you have kind of a working memory in a computer. And then you even have a little clock and our brains do those same functions. And in between all these sections, you have 
And in between them, you need bundles of wires that can let the information flow from hub to hub. And in the case of the brain, the hubs of information processing are what we call gray matter. And the bundles of wires that go between these different processing areas, those are white matter. If you look at a brain, all of the outside of it is gray matter. And then all the inside, if you were to kind of cut it in half, you'd see that once you get below the most outer layer of the brain, it's all white matter for a while because it's all bundles of cells that act as wires connecting different parts of the gray matter together. Visual and audio information, you also need to use your memories so that you can relate them to things that you already have memories of. Everything is going to be there's a lot of interconnections between different pieces. From the brain, a lot of the wires go directly through the spinal cord to muscles in the body because one of the main things that we're, our brain needs to do cause muscles to contract, to move the body around in space. Other times, those wires end at, let's say, a salivary gland and make your mouth water. There's other wires that come from the, the limbs and the the body that sense pain and temperature, and they send all those signals back to the brain. So when we're considering someone who comes into the clinic having lost some sensation, let's say from their left foot and their leg, like they can't feel a light touch of a cotton, cotton ball or a pinprick on their left toe, one of the main goals of this block has been to elucidate the pathways that that information takes to the brain and back so that we can understand what injuries might we might be looking for that are responsible for this lack of sensation so some examples i guess i already mentioned a few but stroke cutting off blood supply to a part of the brain responsible for interpreting those sensations there could be an infection of specific nerves nerves that are running from near the toe back upward toward the leg cutting off the flow of information um, diabetes it thickens the blood and that can slowly starve nerves at the extremities also just a traumatic injury to the spinal cord that that maybe even depending on where exactly it touches on the spinal cord, it could um, cut off certain types of sensation, but then spare other kinds of sensation. So all those are possibilities and we're learning how to differentiate between them and gather the evidence to discover which are more like more or less likely. So back to the idea of a car as a metaphor, when you press the gas pedal in the car, you're not only telling the fuel injectors to bring in more gasoline, but, but the fuel injector is also getting information from the automatic transmission so that when the car changes gears, it eases off behind the scenes on the gas so that the engine doesn't race while you're in between changing gears. And the fuel injectors also communicate with oxygen sensors within the car computer, which is keeping track also of your gas mileage. Um, and it, it'll even receive input from the traction control system so it can turn off power to a wheel if it senses that the wheel has started to slip. So there's parts that I'm controlling as a driver, steering, braking, turn signals, but there are as many or more parts that I don't really have any direct control of and they're more under indirect control of the system. If I'm driving my car and it starts shutting off when I'm at red lights, but only in cold weather and only if the left turn signal is on, and only when I've recently filled up with gas, well, that's a really good mystery for a mechanic. And that's exactly the kind of mystery that I think we would get in the clinic. So I'm not going to translate all of those little details into what might be happening in the body, but that's the sort of sleuthing that we're trying to learn how to do. 
starting in the, in the nervous system, in the brain. I already mentioned sort of learning about the brain so that we can identify where problems are, but this is just a small part of a general process that doctors are always going through that called making a differential diagnosis. And it's the process of making two, three, four, five possible diagnoses that fit some or all of the information that we have about what a patient's going through and experiencing and what we can observe about the patient. So for example, new blurry vision and headache in someone who has a history of migraines. So our differential diagnosis could include some really serious stuff like a stroke or a tumor. Um, it could include that the person is just having a more severe form of a migraine or, or a cluster headache, or perhaps they have low blood sugar. And we have a mnemonic device that helps us. It's kind of a brainstorming mnemonic device. It's called Vindicate, and it stands for vascular, inflammatory, which includes things like infections, neoplastic, which is cancers or out of control growth of cells, degeneration or deficiency, inherited, congenital, A is autoimmune or allergic, T is traumatic, E is endocrine, and then we also have these add-on letters after the end of Vindicate. M for metabolic, P for psychiatric. So most diagnoses will actually fit into one or more of these categories. So it's a helpful tool for brainstorming and casting a wide net when someone comes into the clinic. So for a headache, when we're done with the, the neuroscience unit that we're going through right now, we'll be able to at least brainstorm conditions that could spring from almost all of these areas. So for example, from the ones I already mentioned, stroke relates to cutting off of a blood supply to part of the brain. So that's that's a V, vascular issue. Aneurysm, I don't think I mentioned that, but that's also a vascular problem where a blood vessel starts to bulge out and is at risk for actually exploding, kind of. Neoplasm, that's the tumor idea, a tumor pressing on a part of the brain. Migraine is actually complicated. I don't know exactly which category it falls into. It kind of spans a few. It's a combination of a vascular problem and a a problem with how your brain is processing different chemicals. So it's kind of metabolic as well. Low blood sugar is a metabolic problem. So it's a cool mnemonic to help think of all the important possible diagnoses that we can consider. And as we finish more blocks, we'll get better. I'd like to mention a podcast that I've been listening to recently. Thanks to Liz for recommending the Peter Atia Drive. Peter Atia is a surgeon who does long form interviews with doctors and authors about medical issues. He has a fascinating episode about organ transplantation, which was a topic that we talked about in the podcast a little bit on episode 31. I was talking about whole body donation, but his, um, his interview is with a liver surgeon, transplant surgeon at University of Michigan who does, who is involved in a big swath of the history of transplanting organs. Their conversation, I think, is a really good combination of digging into the hardcore science, but then also explaining concepts truly but simply and just getting to the essence of things. It seems like his podcast episodes are about one to two hours. He prepares really impressively for his interviews and just seems to be very knowledgeable about all the subjects that I've heard him talk about. So I'll recommend a few in the show notes. That's all I've got for today. 
Um, we talked about the wiring of the brain and the way that you can determine where a problem is in the brain by doing a physical exam. And we talked more generally about the, the way that doctors come up with differential diagnoses. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please email me at ben at bensweek.com. Thanks to David Funkhauser for our intro and outro music. Have a great week.